I think that if they ever were going to, like, you know, just create human beings, robots, whatever, Tessa Bailey needs to be in charge of the project. Mm, that's good. That's good. She should be the one that's, like, really creating the men. Yeah. I don't think God did a very good job the first time around. So I think <laughs> God is a woman and it's Tessa it. Bailey. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Spice Rack Podcast. Our Spice Rack is overflowing this week. It is Thanksgiving break. We were reunited this weekend, but before we talk about half the stance, which we're talking about today, Sav, how are you doing? I am thriving. Yesterday I took a nap for like a solid amount of time because I was feeling a little drained after our little weekend of drinking and today I'm like doing laundry and preparing for Thanksgiving break so I'm I've fully recovered making a comeback and getting my life together what about you I'm good I very confidently ordered a course light at the bar and I need to know if I'm alone in this is that like you guys ever just crave just like a crisp light a crisp course light with lime like I have been getting ridiculed but sometimes you just you just want it it was like we'd been drinking all night and we get to this bar and Emily's like, Can I have a Coors Light? And we were like, Sure. Like you've never ordered a Coors Light in your life. And then yeah, this was her defense. Like sometimes you just need a crisp Coors Light. And I'm like, I cannot fucking agree. I can't relate to that. It was crisp. Um, I did not have a stopover. So this is the thing. I was texting staff. On your 38-minute flight. On my 38-minute yeah, flight. So I texted Sav. So I got to the airport at 7. And it was an interesting mix. You had guys in their suits, simple backpack, going flying to their meetings. I come to the conclusion that the jogger hoodie puffer vest look on a guy with, like, running shoes is hotter than a suit. I would agree. And then if they have a backwards hat, it is game over. I had one on my flight, and then I saw the wedding ring. I was devastated. There's nothing hotter than a backwards hat. I mean, nothing. So I just have to say, I think that like those guys to me were hotter than the guys wearing the suits going to their meetings. Yeah. I mean, I'm a little trashy. A guy in a suit makes me feel like I have to be that put together and I'm not. So I don't need that kind of pressure. Yeah. I was like, sir, it is seven in the morning. It's seven in the morning. (laughs) I saw a TikTok last night and I thought of you. It was like blue suit Monday in New York City. And she just walked around the financial district and showed men in blue suits for blue suit. She was like the Monday blues. Yeah, that's my favorite thing about getting lunch. Like leaving my office to get lunch is all the office guys getting their lunches. I like the puffer vest with the jogger. I don't like the puffer vest with a plaid button down. No, that's giving finance, bro. And I don't love that. No, you have to. Ha- it has to have a like a hoodie combo. Has to. Yeah, I agree. Well, best of luck to you all on Thanksgiving with your families. Yes. Um, I feel like we need to make this PSA that we are thinking of you. You're all in our hearts, and I hope that I'm in yours. Emily's family is fine for Thanksgiving, kind of. Mine <laughs> is also kind of fine, but you know. If you were a, a liberal woman in your conservative family this holiday season, we're thinking of you. Our hearts are with you. 
we are. I don't, I don't even know how my Thanksgiving is going to go. I'm just rolling with it. So we had a nice Friendsgiving. So <laughs> nothing can cross that bubble. Honestly, Seth is not coming with me to Thanksgiving. So I'm trying to con Emily into going. But then I like let her in on the family drama. And so now I think that I've ruined my chances <laughs> because I gave her too much information. Like I gave her such a good out to be like, <laughs> I'm not going to this. Seth is talking and Seth is just in the corner like, I'm missing this. (laughs) Yeah, I think everyone should listen to this on Thursday morning because it's it'll be great to have a little spice rack smut recap before you have to go sit with your families at Thanksgiving. Yeah, and honestly, bring your Kindle to the dinner table, lunch table, (laughs) spice things up. (laughs) What have you been reading? I finished Quarterback Sneak by Candy Snyder five-star read and it's probably one of my top favorite reads did not expect that it was hot emotional and it was just really good like I just didn't want it to end and then I finished happenstance that we're talking about today and then I started American roommate experiment by Elena Armas and it follows the best friend of Lana who was the main character in Spanish love deception so it kind of is like a spinoff of Spanish love deception but Going a little bit rom-com before my dark romance bender. I remember liking the Spanish love deception. I don't know if you do this too. Like, I remember that I like a book. I couldn't tell you a fucking thing about it. I know they go to Spain and there's one bed. But like, I don't remember the side character. I think that I am going to reread Spanish love deception. Because I think when I originally read it, I was just, I, I don't know if I was busy or just not in like the right like headspace. So I was like, mm-hmm. I hated it. And everyone's like, what do you mean you hated it? So I think that I need to reread it. It has very mixed reviews. I yeah. liked it, but I know a lot of people hated it. So I think I'm going to reread it later on. But I love a grumpy sunshine book. So The best trope. I also think I would like to start either tabbing or like doing like a book journal after I read a book, because truly like I'll read something. I highlight it on my Instagram story, which I've been doing for years at this point, but like, I don't remember anything about the book. (laughs) Like I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about that book. Oh, I do have to mention we're getting a trilogy by Rena Kent, a new dark trilogy. And then Tessa Bailey is giving us a duet. Rita Ken doesn't sleep. I'm convinced. She that doesn't sleep. Working her little fingers to the bone. I'm excited for 2023. I really am. I think there's going to be a lot of really good releases. Yeah, I was iffy about it until Tessa Bailey decided to give us a duology. So now I'm feeling better about it. <laughs> yeah, and she just like casually sneaked in. Oh, hey. So. She also is working her fingers to the bone. She, she really is. Books this year. She really is. Uh, and if you're goodness. looking for a good tessa read for the holidays you guys have to read window shopping oh it's so good you have to it's reverse grumpy sunshine so the man is the sunshine the woman is the grouch and i loved it yeah super good what have you been reading sav yeah so i finally finished the crown of gilded bones which is the third in the from blood and ash series emily validated me this week because i as I'm reading, I have it like on the arm of my couch, whatever I'm reading. And she was like, that is fucking thick. So yes, they are all over 600 pages. So I'm slowly chugging along, but I'm reading what would be like four books in one. Someone told me that I should switch up the reading order 
So she released a series, the From Blood and Ash series, and it has one, two, three, and four out now. But then she released a prequel series. So they say that you should read one, two, three of the series, like the main series, and then the first prequel, and then number four of the main series, and then the second prequel. So read them in release order, not necessarily in series order. So that's what I'm doing. Interesting. I know. So that's where I'm at. And then I listened to the audiobook of The Naughty, The Nice, and The Nanny by Willa Nash. So she has three novellas and they are kind of, I mean, it's basically the Edens, but just not from Devney. It's from Willa and it's Christmas themed. Like they're in Montana, like very similar experiences. So it was basically just like a Hallmark movie in audiobook form. And I liked it. It was Single Dad. I'm really into I was about to say you're on the single dad train right now I am I'm loving a single dad I think it's my daddy issues they really ignite brought them out and then they were here to stay so I liked that it was fine and then we read happenstance and I am thrilled I think when we do books like you can tell if this is a sav centric book or an m centric book this is a sav centric book like this was made for me yeah, I have lots of thoughts. This is the thing. This is like a very Tessa Bailey book. This would not have worked if it wasn't a Tessa Bailey. She understands her craft. She does. And getting into happenstance and Tessa Bailey. So we did cover Tessa Bailey before, but she is just, we just love her. We do. So she is a New York Times bestselling author and she can solve all problems except for her own. So she focuses those efforts on stubborn fictional blue collar men and loyal, lovable heroines. She lives on Long Island, avoiding the sun and social interactions, and then wonders why no one has called. (laughs) Dubbed the Michelangelo of Dirty Talk by Entertainment Weekly, Tessa writes with spice, spirit, spoon, and a guaranteed happily ever after. Books by Tessa include window shopping, my killer vacation, and tools of engagement. And Tay will be discussing her first reverse harem, Happenstance. So true Tessa Bailey fans will know that this book came to be because someone on TikTok was like, you should write a reverse harem. We say this all the time. She could write about wind and I would eat it up. I'd buy a four book series. So someone said, hey, you should write a reverse harem. We would really love it. So the dedication is dedicated to at Blonde Book Babe on Book Talk. Thanks for getting me into this mess. So she dedicated the book to the person who commented and said that she should write a reverse harem which I love she's a she's a queen of the people you know what I'm saying she's here to give the fans what we want and I love that about Tessa no I really do and this is the thing we talked about before book talk has made these books and these authors widely successful so it's just really awesome to see an author like engaging with her fans and like and listening to like what like her fans want yeah we said this when we talked about fix her up she is so enjoyable to follow on social media. So like if you're on book talk, if you want to follow her on Instagram, she is really fun and engaging with her fans. And like Colleen Hoover does a good job of that too. But I think Tessa is a lot more relatable and will like talk you all through her writing process. And she's very funny. So I'm obviously a fan girl. I'm going to stop talking because I'm so obsessed with her, but would recommend the follow. Oh, and I'm, I forgot to mention, if you're in the Atlanta area, on March 2nd at Eagle Eye Bookstore, Lucy Score is going to be there. I'm going to be there. 
so if you have a book, I know she's doing book signings, pictures and stuff. So I will be there if you guys want to come. And if you go on her Insta page, she has like, I think like 20 locations that she's coming to visit. So support your local bookstore and then you can meet like a really cool author. Yeah. Spice Rack Pod meet up with Lucy Score. Getting into the plot. So Elise Brandeis is a sandwich girl during the day, but an aspiring writer at night. She is following a leak in the mayor's office, which leads her to Roosevelt Island. To get home, she gets on a tram that is filled with three incredibly hot men. But when the tram loses power, what sparks inside the tram is lust-filled energy where all the men are instantly attracted to Elise. What happens when you get a soccer coach, a union worker, and a retired porn star infatuated with you? Elise figures out what you get is three incredibly hot men who love you, amazing sex, and the courage to follow her dreams. However, when Elise continues to follow the story, she ends up putting herself in danger, and the three men can only protect her so much. But when she is kidnapped, they do everything in their power to save her. Through this story, we get character development, investigative journalism, steamy spice, and a true happy ending that had both of us gritting like idiots. I would like to say, first of all, he was a rugby coach. Oh, rugby coach, my bad. <laughs> Because I feel so passionately about Banks. He was obviously, he was my favorite. Um, Okay. I love Tessa Bailey. This was no different. I'm a fan of everything that she writes. However, this to me was next level. Like we had what we would typically do in a Tessa Bailey read and then she took it up a notch. So anyway, I love you. The whole concept of the tram fam, when Tobias said it for the first time, I giggled. I was like, oh my God, that's incredible. Here's the deal. Is this realistic? No, it is not. Was this absolutely ridiculous? Yes, it was. And did I love it? A hundred percent. I ate that shit up. So I think you have to go into this knowing that like, this is an escapist story. This is not happening to real people. The same way that like arranged marriages aren't really out here happening to you. This is not going to happen to you. That's the whole point, I think. Each man had such a different personality and the insta-love connection between the four of them was just cute. I don't normally go for an insta-love and honestly can't think of the last time that I read an insta-love, but this was a good way to do it. It wasn't just one person, it was four. (laughs) So I was here for it. Banks is a rugby king who just wants to love his mama Tobias is so misunderstood and then Gabe just really needed to be loved and to have like a confidence boost. So I don't know. They all just work together really well. The whole drama with the story and the shady New York politicians was just the icing on the cake for me. Like I felt like it gave it some good non foursome plot, which I think we needed a little bit of. And then also I really liked the whole book kind of centers on Elise being terrified of commitment, which I feel like is a relatable thing. And at one point she talks about like, I can't even commit to a job. How am I supposed to commit to a relationship or a friendship? She was like an army brat and moved around a lot. And so didn't have strong friendships and didn't feel confident, like trying to meet new people. And then she was like, so I don't even want to have one relationship and meet one group of friends and one set of family members. And now you want me to do this with three people? Like, no, thank you. So it was kind of this like kicked into overdrive solving of your commitment phobia. And then the other thing that I really liked was her family relationship. I could have had more, 
of the development there but like she at one point says it's weird how I need their support as an adult more than I did as a kid and I don't know if other people feel that in this like Emily and I are both in our like mid-20s I don't know if other people feel that but like sometimes you crave your parents being proud of you more now than you did when you were younger so I thought that that was really interesting like I said I could have had more development of her family relationships but instead we just got 30 pages of straight for some smut. So like, I'm really not mad about it at all. A quote that I want to highlight. I have two. Gabe makes me wish for lazy Sunday mornings in bed with coffee and the smell of cinnamon in the kitchen. Tobias is Saturday night, strobe lights and moaning. And that tipsy feeling like if you have one more drink, you'll be sorry. And she's saying this to Banks. She says, and you, you are real life. The place where I'm in my pattern and I feel safe. You're not a detour. You're a path forward. If you guys see me reading my vows and they look like this, just find your own business. <laughs> Which one would it be? Sunday I think morning? I would combine all three. Oh, okay. I don't really like cinnamon, but I kind of like the the gay makes you wish for lazy Sunday mornings about coffee. But just mind your own business if you guys hear me saying yeah. these as my vows. Because this was just so beautifully written. Perfect. She's a fucking poet. That's what she is. And then at the very end, when you're getting the epilogue, Gabe says, this woman has completely transformed my world since we met. I'm in love with her. I want to be a part of her every moment of my life. God help me. I want these two shitheads there too, which I thought was so cute. This book was truly something else. And like, I read this book, like started reading it at the airport I was just like in public areas when I was reading this book. Um, I was bright red. I love the backstory of investigative journalism and at least wanting to prove that she can do something. And that, that's just very relatable. Like when you're like an adult and you kind of have like something that's kind of like an out of a box idea, you want people to support you, even though it's like, you don't really need that validation. Like Sav, like you still really want that validation. I loved Banks reconnecting with his mom. I thought that was so beautiful and made me so happy. And it was like sad that she felt like she couldn't support him. And so I was just like very happy that their relationship is like better and steadier. And I did really like seeing Gabe learning to take up his own space. I would have popped off on the brother so much sooner and Candace and be like, get out, like move to a different neighborhood, like leave me alone. And I have talked about this before, but I loved the human, like the humanization of Tobias and him just not being a porn star. I know that we talked about this when it comes to like people who do porn, like they're still humans and you've seen like Tobias, like he wasn't treated like an actual human being with his manager. So him going to therapy and talking about, and like him telling Elise that he just needs to know that she actually likes him. Like, yeah, he makes money for having sex but like he's still like a human that has feelings and emotions I what lost me was the insta love I am not an insta love person and but like it was funny like you know like when you're just like like this was such a rom-com like when you watch like a cheesy Hallmark movie you're like they're in love after a week but it was cheesy like you ate it up clearly Tobias was my favorite (laughs) so I have the three things where they all were all sending her flowers and Tobias sent her a fucking eggplant. I died. <laughs> and then her roommate cooked the eggplant. 
<laughs> I just thought that that was so funny. And then when they were at um, Banks's rugby match, like Tobias is teaching the bartenders how to make a martini because he was like, <laughs> I'm not going to be drinking this shit martini. And then um, I don't remember who said this, but um, somebody was like, one of the guys was like, I don't think we could legally plan a wedding. Cause they're like, how are we going to do this? Like in the future, how are we going to be together? I just thought that was funny, but I was emo when the guys stood up to Gabe's bullies at the gala function. And I like that. So at the beginning, I thought all the guys knew each other. Like that's why they were all in the tram together, but it was kind of like beautiful. Not only to see like their relationship with the leaf boss me, but them also having this like romance with each other. So it was just lots of love. And I'm just glad that we got support from parents. We got support from each other. And, like, they all did not like Tobias in the beginning because there was this cocky British guy. And, like, they're making fun of Gabe for climaxing too early. But it's, like, I'm glad that they all have very distinctive char- like characterizations yeah. and personalities because it just really made it all work. Yeah. And I love, too, when they're, like, someone – I don't remember who it was, but someone says, well, I don't think we could legally plan a wedding. And then – Two of the other guys were like, no, we can. We can have a commitment ceremony. Like, I've already looked it up. I thought that was so cute. Like, no, we can have a wedding. And I've already looked into it because I love our little tram fam. <laughs> I know the tram fam. And he was like, we'll do like that. Like, he was like, everybody's hands in the middle. Yeah, and tram up. Fam three, yeah. tram fam. The one thing that I did not love before we get into the spice, the ring you're telling me y'all just have this gold ring with a fucking tram yeah. on top of it. No. Goodbye. No, I want like bling, bling, bling. Yeah. A carrot for each man. Yeah, exactly. Like y'all have so much money put together. You couldn't get a real ring. That offends me. Yeah. Truly. If you put a gun to my head, I would not have predicted her getting kidnapped. No. And, ha- and almost murdered. No. That, <laughs> that took me. Coming. That took me. I was like, okay. She published the paper. He, they found out about the paper, and I was like, "This was just kidnapped," and yeah, her bought and Karina third, was in on it. Yeah, I thought the third stage breakup was gonna be that she writes this when she wrote the story. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna gonna this is coming back up, right?" Yeah, and she even like it was a good satire piece, and it's gonna get published. So then she goes to get it off the publisher and she gets kidnapped. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And her boss knew about it the whole time. We see a SWAT roll up and I'm like, I'm like, what? Could not have predicted it at all. I just, here's the thing about reverse harems. I've said this before. I'll say it again. They all live together, right? I need logistically to know how that, do we have a chore wheel? Like is so-and-so doing certain chores? Do you, do you switch off? You have to have a walk-in shower because if you're going to shower with one person, like how big is the bet? I just have questions. Do you have dogs? Like imagine if you and I got into a reverse cam right now, do I take Bella and Nala with me? And like, what if the other person has dogs? That's the potential to have like 12 dogs in one house. Yeah. See, I have that as a question. We can answer it now. Like in reality, could you be in like reverse harem? I think logistically I would just be so like overwhelmed that I just, I don't think I could because I don't know if I could ever introduce my parents. I strongly disagree. Too. <laughs> You're t- literally all they wanted to do was worship her. That is my dream, Emily. What do you mean you couldn't do that? I just think I would just be so overwhelmed. 
Especially because I think Elise one person was like really well two of them are really wealthy because Elise had this too she was always worried that she wasn't giving somebody like enough like somebody was feeling left out and I want everybody to be content 100% of the time so I think if I couldn't because I would get too overwhelmed okay here's the thing I don't think it would be on me I think it would be because the likelihood that three emotionally intelligent men exist in this world and they can share a woman together feels like zero like I don't think that could happen yeah I just because they would have to be so cool with each other and like so in check with their own emotions and be able to be good communicators that they could make it work and I just don't see that likelihood existing that there are three men on this planet who can do that and I have said this before with reverse harems. I really wish that they just pick somebody. Like I get, cause I know. No. Okay. But this is the thing. This is the thing. I know that they don't pick anybody, but I like that we got like a four year epilogue, but I need like a 20 year epilogue. I need to see how this has worked in the future. Well, it would be less hot if they're all like 60. That's a lot of loose skin hanging around in a 60-year-old reverse harem. I do not want to picture that. Like, do they have kids? How do they, Who do they determine who gets pregnant? Like, which is the dad first? They mix all their sperm together. <laughs> like, I, these are the questions that I have. Um, I don't know that I know how to answer that <laughs> about the sperm specifically. I mean, the likelihood if you want to have kids of actually getting pregnant feels pretty good. Yeah. I have questions about how the logistics work, but I'm open to it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like open to learn and to welcome it. You're not. <laughs> I am open to learn and if I am accepting of anybody who gets into reverse harem. But I personally think that I would just be too overwhelmed. If I was at a bar and I saw a reverse harem couple, I would um, I would run with questions. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to judge you. I want to. Can I just like come home with you all and see how it works? I'd like, ask for an autograph. <laughs> <laughs> to me, you guys are famous. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. We need a TLC show about them. Or like a no, like an HBO Max, because I also want to know about, you know. We've got to be able to fuck on screen because I want to know how that's going on. (laughs) Perfect segue to talk about the spice because I can confidently say that 50% of this book was spice. And if I get pregnant, if I announce a pregnancy on Instagram and I name the child Tessa, everyone needs to mind their fucking business. Okay. This was the best. I don't know if it was the spiciest book that I've read all year. It was the best spice that I have read in 2022. I can confidently say that. I read Den of Vipers in 2022, so I think that is still the best spice that I've ever read, but this was four peppers across the board. It was four peppers, but, like, there was no threaten- threatening to murder. It was just, like, wholesome, good, dirty talk. Just good old-fashioned, three dudes, missionary, dirty talk. That's all I needed. No knife in the ass. No fucking with a gun. Like, it was, <laughs> it was wholesome. If I would have recorded every dirty talk line in this book that I liked, the whole book would have been highlighted. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that Spice was hot, but like we said, it is even hotter when like they get turned out, like they're not even touching. 
No, what was hot? Everyone had a role to play. That's what I enjoyed so much about this. Tobias was the orchestrator of what was going on. Gabe was the starting pitcher. And then Banks was the closer. <laughs> That's how we felt. Tobias was um, the general manager. And then we had our starters and closers. The way that Tessa makes blowjobs empowering. Oh, agreed. She just makes you feel like she just said, like makes the woman be, they are the powerful one in the situation when giving blowjobs. So I have two scenes I'd like to discuss. So Tobias is always like, I always get a hotel room. If there's a gala or something, Tobias always gets a hotel room. This is where he's the general manager. He's coming clutch when they're mm-hmm. at this gala for Gabe. And so they, they're all taking their turns here. So she goes, Tobias is stroking the source of my pleasure and Banks is driving into me throughout savoring rolls of his hips and Gabe is above me, his thumbs digging into my wrist. Gabe pants, she likes it rough and Tobias says, and that's what she, that's what she will get. We'll wear our good girl out every, every fucking time, won't we? <laughs> like, how do you move on after reading that quote? And this was like, 22% of the book in and you're like okay this is where we're going this is where we're going and then when Tobias made this rule he doesn't want to have sex with Elise until he knows that Elise actually cares about him and doesn't think that he's just a body so Tobias and Elise go to Banks's rugby match things are heating up she's like realizing that she has feelings for Tobias and so he is like I have to have you now and this is the thing about all three of these men they have to have her now. Like they will die if they don't have her. So they're having sex. I'm reading from the Kindle. <laughs> so she goes, he presses me forward with his body, moving my hands into the position he wants them. Grace palms down. Tobias goes, our queen, right? He drives me onto my toes and I cry out, saying nothing in front of me, nothing but sparks. Tobias goes, but you're all mine right now. He winds my hair around his fist and slowly, slowly draws my head back while his mouth drags up the center of my spine. Tobias goes, and I'm all yours. I've just been practicing for the day I met you, love. Like, I'm going to be horny by the end of this episode. It, <laughs> I just don't have words. First of all, and he, they do this a lot. Elise had long hair. The fist around the hair to pull back, there's nothing like it. Nothing like it. Nothing like it. Like, if you're, if a man is wondering why we go out with a ponytail, it is specifically for that reason. Ariana Grande, that's why she's wearing that pony. We all know it. And that's okay. And, like, they're doing this outside. Like, this on is the roof the of they're a They're doing this outside on a roof. They are... Like, that just made it so much hotter, I think, was the fact that he just did not give a fuck. I just had to discuss those two scenes. One thing I do like about Tessa Bailey in this book is Elise likes it rough, right? And you have this internal battle with Gabe and him feeling like he is disrespecting Elise because she likes to be Spain. She likes it rough. Like, that's what she wants. And, like, Gabe does deliver. And he's like, but I'm like a godly man and I like that she brought this up because it's like we don't really see that because like women will be like this is like what I want but we never see like how the guy feels about it yeah I like that like there was this discussion she was like no it's okay so they have all have amazing communication skills which I love 
And Banks was the one that was always like, are you sure that this is good? And then Tobias was the orchestrator. I was hooked from when we're in the tram and the power goes out and they're like all, it's almost like, have you ever read or like watched a movie where like lightning strikes and everyone's like in a fucking daze? That's almost what it was like. Like yeah. the power goes out and everyone's brain chemistry is altered and Tobias has her pressed up against Banks and then lifts her leg up and is like going to orchestrate. So I was sold from then, which at this point, I don't know, 15 pages into the book. I'm not going to talk about the hotel scene because you talked about it because let's talk about this foursome. We are building up to the foursome the whole way. And we get like, I don't know, 58% into the book. And I'm like, are we going to have a foursome? Then we have a foursome from 58% to like 74% of the book. Like I'm sitting there reading, this foursome doesn't stop. It goes on and on and on. It and does, I, there's no fade to black in this book. We get no every detail. Like you get the foursome from foreplay to like everyone has an orgasm. Like you get the whole thing. We don't leave anything out. Part of the foursome that I really enjoyed they're talking, so they kind of give Gabe shit throughout the whole book because he finishes so quickly. And they turn it into this thing of like, don't you want to punish her for embarrassing you and making you finish so quickly? And she gets in on it and Gabe is hesitant, but then he like unleashes. He's like spanking her, driving her down so hot. So Gabe always finishes first, obviously. He lasts a little bit longer in the foursome. We're proud of him. Because then he comes back at the end, at the end of the cycle, to fuck her mouth, which is incredible. So they get to the foursome. They're at Gabe's house. And what starts the foursome scene, Tobias says, we'd like another chance to worship you. Do you happen to have an opening in your schedule? And then he says, it must be exhausting walking around all day with something so priceless tucked away between your legs. And then he says, after he starts fingering her, he says, that's what makes a good girl tight and wet at the same time, isn't it? When I finally take him inside me, so when she banks Gabe, I think is the first one, because again, he's the starter. When I finally take him inside me, four moans fill the room, relieved, jealous, tortured, anxious, and horny. Like that, the descriptions are enough alone. I'm going to enjoy the fuck out of making you come on my dick while they watch. Do you want me to just keep going? This is like forbidden story time. You're going to ruin my life with this pussy, this wet little high-end pussy. Please, please call my pussy high-end. Go ahead and claw and scratch at me, love. I'm not going to fucking stop it. Yeah, Elise is like a fucking bangle cat in the bedroom. She's like clawing at them. She's leaving hickeys everywhere. I think you would have to if you're having a fucking 17-hour foursome. If I was an animal love, I'd fuck your little mouth away. I fucked you from behind today on the roof. Is that what you're asking for? This is the same day as she gets fucked on the roof. Like, like what? Do you think that she's drinking like Pedialyte? Like what's the strategy here? If she, she has like, an IV subscription. Because in the span of like a week, she has to have at least like 50 orgasms. Like she just has to. And you're saying you wouldn't willingly sign up for that. 
if this was the draft, I would be first in fucking line. <laughs> we all know I love a chase. <laughs> and we get hints of a chase because she tries to leave. Her apartment is ransacked. She tries to leave. She doesn't want to put the guys in danger. I think it's Banks who says this. Maybe you run away because you want to be caught, Elise. He sinks thickly into my mouth until I can't take any more. He drops his head back and hisses at the ceiling. I thank you, Tessa Bailey, for leaving this work with us. If I were to put a time capsule in the ground of things I want people to remember 100 years from now, I'm putting this book in it and I'm highlighting the foursome. Like I'm literally clicking through it and it's just they're so they're so going at it. They are still going. It doesn't stop. They should win an award for stamina. That's another thing. If you're in a reverse harem, you got to be fit. They got to be going to the gym together. They have to. And like she literally. All I can do is stare. There'll never be a time in my life when I'm not arrested by the sight of that place between her legs. So smooth and firm and glistening. It's ours to satisfy. She is ours to satisfy. These are men written by a woman. And you're not signing up for that. That's what I don't understand. Like You're not signing up for this nonstop pound town experience. Oh, so good. I'm so thankful for Tessa Bailey and for this foursome scene. Yes, Tessa. Like, thank you for continuing to write. This is honestly Uh, the holiday miracle that we needed. You're never allowed to retire. No. Never. When I die, put me in the casket and put this right in between my little hands on my chest. I want to be buried with it. <laughs> you have a child named and you tell and you do name them Tessa. Will you tell them why you named them Tessa? Yeah. I mean, not like at age four. <laughs> like, I'd like, age four. <laughs> I want them to like progress into it, you know? Sex positive household. That's what this will be absolutely and that's the thing i like they always consent there she's always asked if she's okay they're always wearing condoms they always want to make sure she's comfortable so not only are these men intelligently capable they are caring and they care about consent tick 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 like that that's what i'm saying you can't find three of those in the world like they don't one maybe three absolutely not and one tiny island i mean new york isn't a tiny island roosevelt island is okay that's fair but they all like live in new york that's true i feel like if you were gonna find three of them that would be the one place to do it would be new york yeah we weren't seeing any in savannah i can tell you guys that i tried i really tried to get emily out there she we were at a bar I was so blind. Georgia, frat fucking city. She looks around. She goes, "Yeah, the one in the polo, bitch. That does not help me. Every fucking man in here is wearing a polo." And at one point, she said, "In the gold chain. Do you know how popular gold chains are right now?" Like she was really not trying to narrow it down. Something about a gold chain. I think that if they ever were gonna, like, you know, just create human beings, robots, whatever, Tessa Bailey needs to be in charge of the project. Hmm. That's good. That's good. She should be the one that's like really creating the men. Yeah. I don't think God did a very good job the first time around. So I think <laughs> God is a woman and it's Tessa it. Bailey. God is a woman and it's Tessa Bailey. Agreed. 
Um, I would also like to know, because I have very clear descriptions for the three of these men. So Tobias is Wade Kinsella, obviously, because he's a blonde and has like a little dimple action. Banks, Tessa gives us the description for Banks, and it's the hot ass mixed man in season one of Bridgerton. Gabe, I'm going a little off script here because I'm currently obsessed with this TikToker. I'm going to share his name. And he cooks in his is kitchen. The axe thrower? No, not the axe thrower. This That's is a man with like. Gave. This is a man with hand tattoos. And every night I get in bed and I watch TikTok, I tell Seth like, "This is my hall pass." <laughs> like I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> At one point, I was like, "Do you think he'd want to come live with us? Like we have this home. <laughs> like he cooks. He could be a part of our family." Okay, I thought that Tobias was brunette. Oh, I, I picked that he was blonde. blonde. Yeah. So Banks, I have the hot ass dude from Bridgerton. Gabe, I have as that our TikTok axe throwing man. Oh, you have him as the axe thrower? The axe thrower. I have, I haven't been able to find a character that I think looks like him. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Fifty Shades of Grey. Why, why am I Christian Grey? That is who I imagine as Tobias because you have the accent. Ah. Oh. So I have 50, I have Christian Gray, the Duke from Bridgerton, and then Axter Gabe from TikTok. Okay. I just sent you my TikTok person for everyone here. His name is Jameson F14. This is who I picture Gabe as. I'm a he's my current obsession. Let me look. This is who you imagine Gabe as? Uh-huh. Okay, I see it. He is my current hall pass. If he's listening to this and he wants to come, like, move in with me, I have tried to clear it by Seth. I think I could get him on board if you give me a couple more weeks to, like, really work at it. And you can come live with us. He can cook. Is he single? I don't care, Emily. I don't care. That's a lot of meat for one man. (laughs) In more ways than one. You know what I mean? (laughs) But all these men are hot, so... Okay, so then we have to do a fuck Mary Kill. I am very passionate about mine, but I want to hear yours first. Oh, I th- you're not gonna like this. I think I'm gonna fuck Gabe, Mary Banks, kill Tobias. I'm gonna marry Tobias, fuck Banks, but kill Gabe. Gabe <gasps> gave me the ick. I, I hate to Gabe. say it. And I texted you this. Gabe just gave me the ick. Gabe just wanted to be loved and cared for, and I'm willing to step in and do that for him. I got the ick. So. He just needed a little confidence boost. This makes sense, though, because you like a cocky motherfucker. You I like do. a cocky, blocked face asshole. That's your Exactly. So I, like, I was immediately attracted to Tobias. Yeah, I didn't love Tobias for a lot of the book, but I do. I appreciate his part in the harem, right? I like that he was the organizer. And I think without him, it would have fallen flat. But I mean, Banks was really my favorite. Yeah, I would fuck Banks. I think it would be fun. I would fuck the shit. (laughs) (laughs) So would you not fuck Gabe? I would. But I like I don't I just have I don't know why he just gave me the ick. I'm upset. I think I'd probably fuck him like a total of three times and be like I have to move on. 
so upsetting to me. Well, I have to fuck him because of who I picture him as. I just want a whole tirade <laughs> about how obsessed I am with this man. So I have to fuck him. So guys, we have our scientifically proven boyfriend pyramid. We have ultimate friends with benefits at the bottom. You guys hook up a few times. You maybe tell your friends, maybe don't tell your friends. Next, we have meet the parents. Could be the one you know that you're going to have like a nice life if you choose to go that way. It's not guaranteed. Most likely you don't have a ring on your finger. Mm-hmm. And then we have white picket fence, the red door, 2.5 kids and the dog. And then at the top of the top, we have God tier, the men that cannot be beat. So since we have three men, we have to put all three men in their own little, little house. Mm-hmm. So Sal, where are you putting your men? I'm putting all three of mine together at White Picket Fence. I would live happily. I could put Banks at God tier. I might put Banks at God tier. But like as a unit, the four of us are solidly White Picket Fence living happily ever after interesting i have thoughts i really i've really thought about this okay gabe is gonna meet the parents i thought you hated gabe he gave you the egg i know he did give me the egg but the thing is meet the parents is not as final as god tier and white picket fence okay like i could maybe think that my parents would like him maybe if my parents and friends liked him i might like him more but gabe just seems like that wholesome man that you bring home to meet your parents even though he gave you the egg even though he gave me the ick. Like, maybe I can... Because this is the thing. Maybe along. You're trying to force yourself to love him. I'm trying to force myself to love him. Banks, to me, is the ultimate friends with benefits. <gasps> but I think he is the ultimate friends with benefits that last. That like we both will say this is the last time. But as soon as we get a drop of alcohol in our system, we're calling each other. I've really thought this through. Oh, my God. You're situation shipping gay or Banks? <laughs> I am. I really, really have thought. I'm this so through. upset because I'm putting him a god tier. <laughs> so I really, I am situationing Banks. He is like the he will become that guy friend that I would go my my relationship problems with. That is what Banks is to me. And you're not gonna fall in love with this person. No, I have severe doubts. <laughs> <laughs> and then I am putting Tobias at the white picket fence. I'm not putting him at God here. I'm putting him at white picket fence. Because I think that we could have, because we all oh, know I do like a cocky, block face man. <laughs> we would have a happy life. He would protect me. The sex would be good as shit. He goes to therapy, has his communication skills. Okay. And so he would, he would treat you like a queen and outside, but not a queen in the bedroom. So. That is my lengthy explanation of my scientific. I mean, Tobias is the most solid man choice you would have made in quite some time. So, like, I feel good about that. I cannot believe that you situation shipped Banks. Here's the thing. I don't love Tobias, but I get I would put the tram fam together at white picket fins. If I had to separate them, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to. But I would put Banks independently at God tier. I also think, like, we don't know a lot about them. This is a pretty short book. <laughs> fucked, you know, 60% of it. Yeah. So we don't know a whole lot about their backstory. And if we had more time to get them to know them, I would love them even more. I would have liked for this to be longer. Because I think that I would want to have, I wanted to know a little bit more about them. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know if she, uh, like, what happens with Elise. 
we just kind of she kind of just gets kidnapped attempted murder and then we get a wedding which i'm not complaining about like i'm not mad about it but i do agree i would have liked to know them more but also this was so short and easy that like i'm glad this wasn't crazy okay well thank you all for joining us for happenstance by tessa bailey i loved it emily has feelings but i think she loved it too and anytime a reverse harem and a rom-com are involved, we're game. Yep. So, you know, that's all that it is. I hope everyone has a happy Thanksgiving and we will see you next week because we are going to do quarterback sneak by Candy Steiner. So it is on Kindle Unlimited and we're doing a little sports romance, a little football romance to round out football season and rivalry weekend. So that's where we're headed next. And you, we will see you all next week. Bye guys. Bye.